the idea of starting a theater in Chicago, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, theater town in America. How did and how does Northlight kind of distinguish itself from the other theaters in town? Always a great question. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. Thanks for subscribing, streaming, or downloading and listening to us on your computer or tablet or phone. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast number 589, Chicago's North Light Theater. B.J. Jones is the artistic director of the North Light Theater, which is the fourth largest theater in the Chicago area, despite it being founded in nearby Evanston and located for decades now just outside Chicago in Skokie. I had the great privilege of acting at North Light Theater last fall of 2017 and was able to sit down and talk with B.J., who, as one of the members of North Light's first acting ensemble and its artistic director for 20 years, was able to tell me about both North Light's history and its place in the Chicago and American theater landscape. We have 6,000 subscribers and nearly 50,000 people buy single tickets every year. Uh, geographically, we're in Skokie, but, you know, the gateway to the North Shore. <laughs> and uh, uh, that makes us sort of, the, with 6,000 subscribers, it sort of makes us the fourth largest. So it's Goodman, Stepanoff, Chicago, Shakespeare, and us. Yeah. We do a tremendous amount of new work. We did the world premiere of Jason Robert Brown's last five years, mm -hmm. which is a two-person musical that's been done everywhere yeah. and finally made into a major motion picture. Yeah, with Anna Kendrick. It was terrific. That's right. I think we've had at least a half a dozen in the last four or five years. We've had at least a half a dozen uh, Jeff nominations for new work yeah. uh, and won three of them. And this last Jeff go around, we had two. Not that the Jeffs are any measure of anything yeah. uh, because it's just a group of people's opinions, but right. this year we had two plays up against one another, Faceless by Selena Fellinger right. and uh, Miss Bennett, Christmas mm -hmm. at Pemberley by Lauren Gunderson and Margot Melcone, and Miss um, Bennett won. Well, and you're, and the, the shows that you're doing seem to be, is, I mean, so I, I was part of Book of Will, yep. the Midwest premiere of Book of Will, which which was the Midwest premiere, but I guess it felt like sort of a rolling premiere. I mean, it, it, it seems like the plays you do are are very much in the current of yeah. American theater going from one theater to another, like the play that you just started here and took down to St. Louis. Yes, Faceless. We, yeah. uh, uh, and that was actually mostly the same cast and yeah. design team. Uh, that's true. In fact, uh, we're uh, negotiating now with Lauren Gunderson mm -hmm. and Margot Malcone to do, to do the sequel of Miss Bennett, oh. uh, which will uh, be like a rolling world premiere with Marin, oh, nice. where she we, that's her home. Yep. And then uh, there's one other theater, and then us. Yeah. We'll do it the f next Chris, uh, a year from now. Uh, Kate Hamill, for instance, we're doing this. Uh, uh, Jane Austen uh, piece that she we've commissioned her to adapt, mm -hmm. Mansfield Park, mm -hmm. and right after that we're doing uh, a play called The Janus by uh, Sharon Rothstein. Uh, she wrote a play that we did last year called yeah. By the Water, and uh, that's about low-income housing. Right. So we promote change of perspective, yeah. encourage compassion. Um, 
that's largely how we distinguish ourselves. We, uh, for instance, uh, five years ago, I read an article in the Chicago Tribune about a transgender woman in her 60s who uh, was at the uh, Halstead Street Center, uh, the LGBTQ center, yeah. uh, the center on Halstead, is I guess what it's called. Um, and uh, she didn't like the way that the trans kids the trans homeless kids were acting up in the lobby. Mm -hmm. So she marched herself on her stilettos up to the guy who runs the building and said, I want, a, I want a room on Monday nights, a classroom, to teach charm. <laughs> and he gave it to her, and she was running charm classes. Really not to, not to uh, you know, uh, teach kids how to t set a table. They don't have tables. Right. Um, Really more, uh, it was a way to help them uh, respect each other yeah. and uh, help them uh, and their self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And so I, I saw this article. I gave it to Philip Dawkins, who was one of our favorite playwrights and who works with our youth theater. Uh, and I said, you should go take the class because... Me walking in there would look funny, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, old white straight guy. And uh, so uh, Philip went. He fell in love with Mama Gloria, which everyone does. He wrote the play, and we took it down to uh, the Steppenwolf Garage. And uh, Anna tells me it was the uh, one of the biggest sellers in the history of the garage. And uh, uh, then subsequently, last fall, it was done at MCC in New York. Well, and and that leads to an interesting question. How so? How how does one, as a straight old white guy, and I'm and I'm asking you as a fellow straight old white guy, yeah, how how does one uh, continue to find new perspectives? Well, you know, I always used to say that if if I did a play about mathematics or algebra, that I'd probably be better at math or algebra. Um, I I find topics that I know are on the bubble, yeah. on the boil, yeah. and, uh, and then seek to find out the world through, through the theatrical experience. And uh, so I'm always, I'm always looking at the next generation's work. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, as you know, I, uh, my artistic associate, Lauren Schaus just graduated with her MFA from Northwestern, yeah. and uh, uh, she she directed our opening show this year very successfully, and uh, she's working all over town. But I made her my artistic associate, yeah. and then uh, Kristen Osborne is our artistic assistant, and uh, we got her from the Geffen in Los Angeles. She went to UCLA, <clears throat> and uh, you know I I try and keep my oar in the water. As uh, uh, John Houston said in the film Chinatown, I still have a few teeth in my head and a few friends in town. This is Christopher Moore, the author of Fool and the Serpent of Venice, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Podcast. 
Where can you RSC the RSC? This week we perform William Shakespeare's long-lost first play abridged in Hayes, Kansas and Indianapolis, Indiana, followed by shows next week in La Crosse and Madison, Wisconsin, and then we'll close Pittsburgh Public Theater's season performing long-lost shakes for four and a half weeks from May 31st to July 1st, 2018. And even when we're not touring, Pop-Up Shakespeare is on sale worldwide. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader or email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with B.J. Jones, the Artistic Director of North Light Theater in Chicago. And by Chicago, of course, I mean Skokie. Is it possible to generalize about the kind of plays your audiences respond to? Yeah. I do think. Uh, um, I have a very distinct uh, sort of taste. Uh, the number one play in our history, the most popular play in our history, the one that sold the most tickets and won a Jeff Award, and you know we've taken four plays to Galway. Mm-hmm. But I think the most successful of them was a play called Outgoing Tide by Bruce Graham mm. with uh, John Mahoney and Rondi Reed and Tom Cox. And it was about a, a man with uh, uh, going through the onset of dementia. Yeah. And uh, uh, essentially at the end of the first act, he told his wife and his son that he... Uh, has uh, $2 million in life insurance, and he's got a fine bottle of Irish whiskey and a bottle of uh, opioids that he saved from his friend uh, who passed away from cancer. And uh, he's going to take those pills, drink that whiskey, take his boat out into the bay, and at sunset he's going to slip over the side and drown, and they'll be $2 million richer. And at the end of the second act, and he wants their permission, Mm. and at the end of the second act, uh, he says to his wife, please pay, just wave. And uh, he gets in his boat, takes it out into the bay, and she waves. And, and that's the most popular play you've ever done. Yeah, it killed yeah. people. And it was yeah. funny, yeah. and it was sad. Yeah. And, and it had John Mahoney. And it had John Mahoney. But, but it's been done all over the country. Yeah. And uh, it was a massive hit in Galway. Uh, the, uh, my point is that it's a story about people they recognize. Yeah. It's a story that they can uh, they can relate to, and that many of them are in. Mm-hmm. I remember the mission is to encourage compassion and promote change of perspective, and uh, this did both those things. I think faceless, same thing. I think uh, white guy on a bus, same thing, mm-hmm. in which essentially it uh, told people on the North Shore because. Bruce wrote it for us. Uh, it was a world premiere and nominated for a Jeff uh, because it it had a recognizable couple that you would think an upper middle class couple who you would think would were liberal, but when the chips were down, they weren't so liberal. Mm. So it essentially told us that uh, deep down inside, we're all yeah. we are all struggling with racism. Yeah, it, to to hold a mirror as to her. That's the deal. Yeah, and I think our audience. Uh, they, they like to laugh and they like to be moved <clears throat> and they like to see themselves in the play. They love rich, richly drawn characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, plus they can understand they are not afraid of uh, uh, strange uh, architectures mm-hmm. in terms of the plays. I think that's 
the, in other words, the style in which you tell a story, though yeah. it doesn't have to be in order, it doesn't have to be... Uh, they can follow it, yeah. Yeah, they can follow it. Um, so, uh, you know, we... And because of this new work initiative, we've been pushing them a long time. Yeah. I mean, I did... Uh, I'm about to do Beauty Queen, which, as you know, is a... Uh, Martin McDonough, uh, who, who wrote uh, and directed the film Three Billboards, which is up for an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, I've done a lot of Martin McDonough here, including Lieutenant of Inishmore, in which we use 40 gallons of blood a week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we pushed our audience in a lot of ways, and they've gone along for the ride. I, I don't hear as many complaints about the F word being dropped in a play as much anymore. Um, I don't... Uh, I don't think we get as many. I think they're actually looking forward to being challenged because I think that's who they are. You know? right. When I came, people used to say, I hate these seats and we, we can't see and people turn their back to us. Now all we hear is, boy, there's not a bad seat in the house. I hear it all the time. Which is true. Yeah. Which, well, the, yeah. Yes. yes. And we've actually gotten better. And I help the new directors who haven't directed here before because we are in a deep thrust. Yeah. And you will get the, some actors back to you. Yeah. But you, you get some actors back to you at uh, uh, Marriott Lincolnshire, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you, uh, when you're sitting in the kitchen talking to your wife, her back is frequently <laughs> to you. So, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I think we're, uh, I, you know, we want to we want to preserve the best of what we have here, and improve upon that. Uh, we want the sound to be better, the seats to be bigger, the and softer, and uh, we want you to be able to take a reasonably priced drink into the theater with you, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and we want to give you free parking as well. I mean, you had a lot of uh, student matinees. I think you had a fair amount. Uh, yeah, were very responsive, were they not? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, the students, yeah, the students were great. It's fu it's funny when we, I mean, and I'm about to go to the New Victory, which uh, does a large part of his business as student matinees. It's great to go into the theater where the education department is so strong and the students are so well um, uh, trained yeah. about how to watch a theater, how to experience theater. Um, you're not just entertaining the current generation of theater goers. You are you are developing the next generation of theater goers. Yeah, and not and theater makers. Actually. And theater makers. Yeah. You know, when you look at Main South, which is virtually kitty corner, right right yeah. behind Old Orchard here, um, Tim Mortman is the head of the department there, and that guy has been training uh, some of the country's best. Yeah. Uh, young talent for decades yeah. and uh, his brother used to run Wisdom Bridge along with Robert Falls, Jeff Wortman sure. and uh, they are uh, committed theater professionals um, and you know they come over and see our plays and uh, uh, and actually uh, there is a, a young director in town who, Tyrone Phillips a uh, young African American director in town is going to be directing at Raven and he's worked uh, and someday I hope he'll get an opportunity to work here. He lived, he grew up in Skokie, went to Maine South, Great. and you know, you know, he's so working professional. And I, I, you know, that's, and we want to be part of that.
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. BJ's terrific production of Martin McDonough's The Beauty Queen of Linan runs for three more weeks until April 22nd, 2018. Go to northlight.org for more information. Then send us your taste in plays via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also engage with us and other fans on Facebook or Twitter. You can find easy links to all these social networks at our website, reducedshakespeare.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener and the RSCs now on Instagram too at Reduced Shakespeare Company. Thanks as always to suburban Chicago actor Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout out this week goes to Jamie Vostros. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to novelist Christopher Moore, who will be here on the podcast in a few weeks talking about his newest novel, Noir. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 589-1767ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less.